Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, I'm Alan Cumming, and welcome to my shelves. My shelves are sort of a museum of my life. I like to keep things from my travels that are, to me anyway, the very essence of the experiences I've had. Sort of portals, if you will, to a specific time and place. And the inspiration for stories and memories and musings. Here's my Remains of the Day lunchbox. For those of you who don't know the film Waiting for Guffman, I exhort you to go and watch it immediately, but you'll also, once you've watched it, realise how funny it is that one of my friends made me a Remains of the Day lunchbox. Here's a papier-mâché hat. I made it with papier-mâché and clothes hangers and some old newspapers, and I wore it to an event that Lady Gaga was having when she launched some range of products. Very appropriate to wear to such an event. And today I'm talking to my friend, the legend of fashion, Glenda Bailey. Like I remember once we went out for dinner and it was it was really like freezing cold, snow everywhere. And I insisted on wearing feather mules. And I don't know if you remember, <laughs> you and Grant had to yeah, carry me to lift into you the, over the snow. Welcome, bienvenue, welcome. Glenda Bailey was born in Derby in England and has been involved in fashion magazines her entire life. In 1988, she became the launch editor of the British edition of Marie Claire, and that was a huge success for her. She won five Magazine Editor of the Year awards and two Amnesty International awards for her work in covering human rights affairs in the magazine. Then she moved to America and became the editor of Marie Claire US. And then she moved to the fashion Bible Harper's Bazaar, where she was the editor-in-chief there for about 20 years. Glenda is also one of the funniest and kindest people in fashion, always ready with a bon mot and a laugh and a lovely card and a prezi as well. And the item from Alan Cumming Shelves that I'm discussing with Glenda today is an August 2001 edition of Marie Claire. It's Quite a hefty magazine. Catherine Zeta Jones on the cover. She looks lovely in a red uh, dress. There's a hundred and no one thousand and ninety three fashion hair and makeup looks for you in it. There's a thing saying sex from good to great. What's the secret? And ten tips for flawless skin, amongst other things. And in this uh, magazine, there's also an article written by me. I remember the moment we met, actually. It was at the Met Ball thing uh, at, yes. the, at the, um, you know, at the Met. And I was sitting at the table next to Fergie, not the singer, but uh, the princess. And uh, yes, because I was and it was lovely, um, 
La Blanche, that lovely lady, uh, Liz Tilberis, had invited me. Yes. From And she, at that point, was the editor of Harper's Bazaar, which is, of course, a position that you assumed a, a wee while late after that. So, and then I remember you came over and, and introduced yourself and chatted to me that night, and you were so lovely to me. Oh, well, of course, I would love that because I'd be in my element. I would be thinking, oh, this is marvellous. More Brits. Yes, Fantastic. exactly. Yeah, exactly. That was, I think, 1999. So I guess we just must have stayed friends. But then you asked me to do... So then, I mean, it was such a great thing to be asked to do, to go to Paris, to the Haute Couture shows. and oh, <clears throat> to, to go around... As a sort of a layman, as I was, and just to sort of and to write a piece about them, and it was absolutely incredible to me because I, I, you know, you think you know what that means, but actually going there and not just seeing all these people who basically you know use the haute couture show instead of going to a shop, they go to a fashion show and they just say, "I want that one," uh, these massively expensive and stunning things, but just the sheer beauty of these pieces of art that were going around. I mean, I think I said in the article, I, I never thought of myself as a man who would gasp at a dress, but I did. I just had the most incredible, yes. incredible time. Well, I think people get confused about um, couture. I think they they hear about the, the huge expense. I mean, when you're talking about $80,000 for a jacket mm. or $120,000 for a dress, people are naturally... Um, quite shocked but then you have to analyze all the great craftsmanship and workmanship that goes into creating those looks yes and um when i uh, i don't know if you remember but i have a chanel jacket and mm. uh, that carl made for me and from the elbow to the wrist was um this beautiful lace and it, it took over 150 hours just to do one sleeve wow and when you put that in perspective you understand why these these beautiful dresses end up in museums yes because that's where they they belong and it's it's very much an important art and um of course there are only like 150 women in the world that can afford that but i'm all for it because it gives uh, of course this incredible opportunity for designers to be able to do the very best that they can possibly create yes and and then all of us get chance to see it once again once it's in a museum so i'm all for it me too and also like it must it's it keeps these crafts people and these artisans who do all that uh, embroidery and all these things that must be a dying art keeps them uh, going and employed but also keeps them alive yes exactly for for example there's um, a sheep farmer a woman that has been creating an edge which Chanel uses and will only use to use her and um, she was uh, very quite stroppy about what do you you mean an edge free um, it so was the edge, edge of a jacket. She would she would do oh, uh, like, it was like a little ruff which goes on the edge of a Chanel jacket, and um, it's a trim basically. Right. And um, she, but she was the only person in the world that Chanel would trust to create exactly what they wanted. So this woman would be, you know, she'd be um, like, of course, attending her sheep, and then <laughs> in her spare time, she'd be running up a few yards for Chanel. But she was she. 
was not to be bullied in any way. I mean, of course, Chanel would come to her with vast amounts, vast quantities and huge orders, and she would keep them waiting until she felt like she was up to be able to create these this oh, piece of, of, of artwork. And, um, and it goes to show that just the determination of... of of the houses to get the very best. Equally, yeah. I can remember um, I wanted to help British manufacturing. So um, I introduced John Smedley, that wonderful um, uh, knitwear company um, from, um, uh, well, it's actually near Matlock in Derbyshire. And of course, they were like, well, you know, we're really busy. And I'm going, but it's Chanel. Is Chanel? Don't you realise what what you're giving up here? And they're like, oh no, no, we haven't got time for that. You know, we're a wow. family business and we're just carrying on. And um, and it goes to show, doesn't it, how you can offer some people the the earth, and it is that's not going to change what they want to no. achieve. And I think that's very noble. <clears throat> Absolutely, that's what it's all about. I remember that sort of you know criticism about these dresses costing so much and the sort of ostentatiousness and the profligacy of all that but then I, I was thinking about it that you know if you bought a painting for $150,000 or whatever or a or a piece of art in that way a piece of fine art nobody would say you know everyone can understand that and quantify that and that, I remember one of those ladies uh, who I met you know I met a lot of the, the, the people who bought the Haute Couture shows when I was there in Paris and this lady saying to me that she said I never wear these I just keep them in my wardrobe and I go in and I look at them and I just appreciate them mm. and I think that's the thing that you that it's isn't it interesting that one one art form everyone's fine with that notion of commerce and it's, they don't think how disgusting whereas because it's yeah, yeah. I think it's very sort of you know there's a bit of misogyny going on there because of the thing for women and it was frocks and that sort of stuff that well, we, we all think it's bad well, you know, to me, it beats therapy. Go out and buy something nice and make yourself feel good. <laughs> it doesn't have to be couture. It can be the, the cheapest lipstick. But if it makes you feel good, I'm, I'm just all for it. That's what fashion is about. It's about self-expression. And it also gives you some joy. And I think so often it, fashion gets criticised, but... I mean, how marvellous to be able to allow people to express themselves, to be able yes. to say, this is what I stand for. This is a reflection of, of how I feel. And um, I think it reflects what I love about fashion is that it's constantly changing and that it reflects what's going on in society. And that's yes. why it's always moving. Yes, um, It's like ever since September the 11th, there's been metallics on the runway. Oh, Now, what... Oh, now, why is this? Well, it's 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 simple. It's because, and if you look back at, at the history of fashion and costume, it's it's a simple reason of if you're going to be wearing an outfit, um, you need to be able to run really quickly, and you want to be seen, um, and so that's why the metallic. It's like a modern day armor hmm. where it has been there just in case we have to flee. Um, wow. And, and all so connected to it, like post nine eleven, the sort of the way the world changed and that, that, where we think that about happened. it. Literally started, and it's it's not gone away. This metallics on the wrong way every single season since um, September eleventh. Wow. And if you look at medieval times, that's easy to be able mm. to to see that um, that's why, of course, so many much metallic thread and and of course armor was used. Yes, was because it's it's so that you can be identified and you can be seen quickly. I love that. 
when you mentioned about that lipstick and the Chanel thing, I remember one time years ago, my friend Ashtar came to New York to stay and um, there was, you know, I, I, I thought, oh, I'll, I'll take her out and we'll go. And I was invited to a, an event, a Chanel event. And I thought, oh, God, you know, that'll be a hoot. I'll take Ashtar. She, she never goes to things like that and it'll be really fun. And so they sent me some clothes to wear and uh, lovely stuff. And um, I got to the, you know, we all got dressed up and we went to this swanky party. And I remember this little press line and we got there and the press said, so Alan, what is it that brings you out tonight to the launch of this new lipstick? I was like, what? It's a lipstick? I didn't even know. <laughs> I, I, I had it looked Does at it? The, the small print and I just thought it was going to a party. I didn't know what it was about, but it's a party, the launch of a lipstick. And then I'm going, I'll come. <laughs> Well, there you are, you see. That'll do wonders for your reputation. We'll turn up for the opening of, so, of, yes. a, of a bag. Yes. Somebody, <laughs> a paper bag or lipstick. Or a lipstick. <laughs> yeah, somebody once said, uh, I think it's that Michael Musto said that Alan Cumming, even his name is like an RSVP. <laughs> <laughs> Great line. <laughs> Isn't that good? Annoyed me at the time, but I've actually enjoyed it. Are you missing parties? I'm. Yes, I'm missing parties. I love. I mean, I sort of like... You know, Grant and I up here, we have a sort of ritual. We, you know, have we sort of have cocktails and we make like cheese and crackers and we've got this vegan Ooh, caviar lovely. that I'm obsessed with. And sometimes we have cocktails in the hot tub. So we sort of do Ooh. a thing at the end of our working day where we have a little kind of little party. And That's so glamorous. It is. It's great. And, and I have a little, <clears throat> there's a little shed out the back where I've got a gym. It's my gym. And it's, a, it's my gym and it's also where I put all the pictures of me. I'm trying to move all the pictures from me in my life into that gym. So it's wall to wall me. And I just, it's a good place to sort of, because also the pictures are all, I'm always looking quite nice. So it's quite a good thing in the gym to sort of see yourself in your former Motivation. glory days. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, and when I go to the gym, sometimes I come back and we have a little disco light in the living room that we put, put on sometimes when we're having parties. And sometimes the disco light's on and, da, uh, and Grant, because he doesn't, he doesn't really do gym. He, uh, he's a swimmer normally, so he hasn't been able to do that for a while. But he dances with the dogs uh, and puts the disco light on. So I come back in after the gym and I dance a wee bit with him. And that's our sort of, that's our sort of r- little ritual. But I do miss going to parties. Yes, yes. Well, my ex, uh, you, you just reminded me talking about Grant and dancing, is I used to love dancing at parties. That was one reason, you know, I loved <clears throat> to go out. Um, but but the thing is, is, is um, I just, I can't be bothered to exercise. And, um, you know, my exercise, my definition of exercise was like dragging the credit card across the machine <laughs> and like trying to riddle into clothes that are too small. That was, I'm sure that, you know, I lost pounds doing that. And um, because, you know, now though, because of, of COVID, I'm like walking everywhere. I've seen but that the, on your Instagram. Yes, you really yes, are. Yes, I'm walking, yeah. walking. The only thing is, is I have got, because it's so cold I am like a walking onion I've got layers and layers and layers and and sadly Alan I'm it's not a spring onion that I look like um but but I am there like wrapped up and I've got my comfy boots on but just this this freedom it's such a luxury for for me I used to be like zapping about all the time in the back of cars and now I get to walk which is it's fantastic. It's, so it's interesting, my, isn't it? That's like my exercise. The, the, the last year has been, there's been so many sort of interesting, interesting positive things amongst all the gloom. Like, you know, I, I'm, when we, you know, trying to arrange to have dinner, 
it takes like months and months for us both to be able to find a date that that, that works out. You know, we've yes. both got very crazy schedules. And actually, I've really loved the idea, this thing of slowing down and taking everything back a bit. Me too. It's just been, yes. you know, I've really, I feel very nourished in a way that I don't think I have for years because of all this. Yes, I agree. But uh, but it gives you such longing to be with your friends. It's like, how marvellous yeah. we get a chance to chat now. Um, it's because you you really... You miss that that human connection yeah. and, and being able to hug, you know, and, yes. and also to do crazy things. Like I remember once we went out for dinner and it was uh, it was really like freezing cold, snow everywhere, and I insisted on wearing feather mules. And I don't know if you remember, <laughs> you and Grant had to yeah, carry me into the, over the snow. Yeah, wasn't there snow? That was exactly right. <laughs> and as you know, I'm and, and I'm I'm not thin, so I mean that could have really hurt your backs. <laughs> but, um, Anyway, but, 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 you know, that was that's the idea of getting dressed up and, and, and going yeah, out and yeah. having fun. Yeah, um, absolutely. That's the bit I miss. And I, you know, I so miss being able to just embrace people. You know, I went to shoot a thing at the end of last year and it was it was so lovely because uh, you know, we all had to be tested and all that, which is very huge protocols. But I, you know, I had, yes. I, I, I was hug, hugging people again and it's on, you know, people in my little bubble. Yeah, it was so, it was so nice actually just to sort of have different, you know, you really don't realize how much you miss physical. Obviously, I can hug Grant Schaefer as much as I like, but just, just hugging and touching other people. Yeah, yes, is, exactly. Uh, well, very um, interesting. That's what's also been so good for me is because I'm spending so much time with my beloved Steve yes. and um, we, we, we're like 24, 24 hours together it's great right. yeah no it's, it's a real a, yeah. treat um and so we're really appreciating those times the other thing I'm appreciating apart from um walking is eating onions because I'm what? wearing a mask all the time oh I see I'm allowed to eat onions <laughs> so you're looking like an onion and you're eating onions that's exactly it. Onions <laughs> are the theme. <laughs> Very French. A l'oignon. Yes, de l'oignon. there you are, you see. How has it been like with what's happening in the fashion world in terms of... I know there have been some shows, but what's going well, on? Well, it's been great because everybody's had to create something fabulous for people to look at. Um, so to, to present the clothes. So we've had all sorts of, of um, fantastic videos. For example, um, Pierre Paolo at Valentino did the most fantastic couture video uh, with Nick Knight, and it was so beautiful. Um, you had the models just um, all of a sudden sort of evolving out of the, uh, the screen and unravelling. The dresses came unravelled, and Ooh. it was really a great, um, it was a beautiful thing to see. And uh, I kind of like that idea that that's made designers almost become film producers yes. and directors yes. for the first time. It's given them a new, a new opportunity to be able to show things in a different light. But, of course, sadly, I won't be there. And that would that be like virtually? Virtually, yes. All the shows yeah. are virtually. Right. Um, and so I'll just be glued to the iPad. Um, right, right, and, right. But, but I have to tell you, it was very strange um, for the ready-to-wear. I was looking at the shows and then I would look up and I was able to look at the sea and the sky um, because I was mm. in Nantucket at the time. And there was uh, this little hut right in front of me and it was called Sequin. 
um, and it was spelled S-E-A, Quinn. And ah. I was thinking, my God, this is a different sort of sequin to what I'm used to. Wow, um, but it was funny. that lovely sort of, it's so fun for me. I've spent uh, so many years. I mean, I started to go to the shows in 1983. So you wow. can imagine um, for me to suddenly not go to Paris and to Milan or London to see the shows. It's been very odd of having to wean myself off from packing all the time and yes, into, yes. like settling down and just looking at the screen. There was a time, it was just after uh, 9-11, actually talking of 9-11, and when I was in uh, Italy and I met up with you in Milan and we went to, you know, you got me Donatellas. to Donatella. So it's a fashion show. Actually, I, I didn't make, but then uh, it was Lake a party Como. at Lake Como. And because Jennifer Lopez was yes. there. It was her honeymoon. Remember? We, we, we didn't crushed her honeymoon party. Well, we were sitting there. <laughs> we thought it was an after party. for. And the thing I remember so much, so well about that was mm-hmm. I went, I thought, oh, this is mad. I went to the Louvre. And I remember looking out over the terrace and to the water and this mist on the water. And I thought, oh, this is absolutely magical. And then I realized that, that the, 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 light, the moonlight was not actually moonlight. It was a very clever recessed lights across the water, you know, across the lake from Donatella's place. Shimmering. Shimmering. And then also there was dry ice being pumped in across the lake as well. So it was all this <laughs> manufactured like a kind scene. of... Yeah, it was like a from a movie. from Phantom of the Opera. Yes. Exactly. I was in my gondola out. <laughs> And then we went, oh. I remember us having a drink with you, we were chatting, oh yeah, ha, ha. and then all of a sudden our drinks were taken out of our hands and we we're like, oh, what's going on? Is it over? And then a big table came into the middle of the room, a big cake came on it and into the room came Donatella, Jennifer Lopez, her new husband. And then I remember saying, oh my God, we're at JLo's uh, wedding um, reception. And none of us <laughs> knew this was happening. It was so bizarre to me. That was just like <laughs> one of those crazy moments. And I remember Donatella going to, to Jennifer and Chris. And we all toasted to them. And we're like, oh, congratulations. Because <laughs> they got married in, uh, in America a couple of days before. But it was just that weird thing of nobody quite knew what to do after that. We all just stood there with no. our glasses raised. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I mean, how, how can you outdo that? I mean, that is so fantastic. It was surreal. And, um, yes, very surreal. But that's the joy of fashion. It is, it is that crazy. <laughs> I mean, people, people say, oh, no, 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 it can't be like the devil wears Prada. I mm. said, no, no, it's not. It's far worse. <laughs> um, because we are just, it, 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 when, when fashion is at its best, it is just so crazy and creative yes. and, and sort of ridiculous of freedom and ridiculous at some points yes yeah. but i think the key here is is to to learn to laugh at yourself and to have fun and not to absolutely. harm anyone absolutely. but to but to to be able to enjoy the moment and yeah. and i think you really do feel alive in that environment and you're collaborating yeah. with such brilliant minds and such incredible talents whether they be photographers or models yeah. or celebrities yeah um it, it's a giddy world i remember in that trip to paris there was one of the i think it was the chanel show it was in because that's the great thing about the couture they sort of do them in all these weird places it's not just necessarily in a a, down a runway and it was i think it was the chanel show and it was in a horse place in an equestrian horsey place and the the models sort of came it was a big a big sort of thing in the middle big tower and the models came out and it was like they were ponies do you remember that they kind of went round in a circle Uh, yes 
I just yes. thought that was amazing. It, it was just... Magical. It was spectacular. It was yes. spectacular. And it was also self-mocking at the same time as well as being fabulous. And I thought that was really... Yes. You know, I didn't... You, I, I just was amazed by that. And then my favourite favorite one of all, actually, the one that made me gasp was Jean-Paul Gaultier's one, which was just... Uh, it was in... Because it was like the old-fashioned sort of things that you see in an old movie where it was like different rooms and the models come into the different sort of... Um, salons and I remember there was no music normally they always have music playing at fashion shows and there was no music all it had was like a, a voice going numero un number one you know yes. like that and this people, yes, the yes. girls came out and all you could hear was like the clinking of the, it was a very sort of African influenced sort of design it was the clinking of their wooden bracelets and the clinking of their earrings and something like that and the shimmering of the cloth going along on the on the floor I was just mesmerised by that. It was well, just... Well, I gasped as well. I remember that show uh. so well because it's the only time in my whole career that this has ever happened to me. But um, I, I felt t- the, the, the um, lights were so hot and I thought, oh, my God, goodness, I'm, I'm turning into a crop, monsieur. And the next <laughs> minute I felt sick. And of oh, course, there's yeah. no way out because it's the runway. But I had to dash in front of the girls and run out. By the time I got back again afterwards, everybody was going, oh, my God, Linda, are you pregnant? Can <laughs> oh, I have that's your job? Right. <laughs> that's <laughs> the right. The big scan was, oh, my goodness, it's Glenda leaving Marie Claire. It was the pregnancy the scare. That's right. I forgot yes, about that. Yes. <laughs> How hilarious. But, um, thankfully, only ever happened the once. And because all sorts of terrible things can happen at fashion shows, like, for example, Susie Menkes had the, had the fell on her head. fall on her hair. Yeah. Wasn't it a light? Arkansas, thank goodness it was a light. That's absolutely yeah. right. Thank God she was okay. And thank goodness that she has, she, you know, she has that really sort of um, big, big sort of um, hairdo. Yes, um, like, a, and, like a little and, sort and of uh, Yorkshire terrier. And all those pins must have protected her. Um, I, you know, I always used to at collections time. If I saw her in, in front of me um, at the airport going through security, I used to run in front of her because it took so long for her to take her hairpins out to go through security. Oh my god! Because it was like set set all the um, all of the security equipment was buzzing and and um, ringing because she had just was wearing so much jewelry and so many hairpins. That's hilarious. That's like you know, Kristen Chenoweth. She I think fell on her head when she was shooting The Good Wife and uh, it was oh, really terrible no. she scratched her terrible. fractured her skull and you know she's just oh she's my like, god she's like three feet tall as well and you know like a little little um just a little pastry she's not very big at all she got flung to the ground but then oh, she's when i when Sorry. i went to see her when she, this is, she's fine it was years ago but she had um she said she was after i went to visit her she said that her hairdresser was coming to uh take her extensions out and I said oh this is those are extensions and you know when you people have extensions there's those knobbly bits where they kind of yes. uh, sort yes. of burn the your real hair to the knobbly bits of the extension yes. so there's sort of an overlap and it's kind of like a little like a load of beads going along underneath your hair that people don't see and so I started said oh and she let me feel them and I said gosh that probably helped when you um when you got hit on the head and, she, and Krista she took my hand and so I looked into my eyes and she went I think my extensions saved my life <laughs> I love that. <laughs> well, I hope they did save her life. There you are, you see. I see that. I love that. <laughs> Ricocheted off her. Yeah. Yeah, there's that tiny little knobble helped it. And then another yeah. time, talking of like 
accidents at fashion accidents. It was, you know, Audra McDonald. She was once, yes. uh, we were, there was a, there was a sort of a, concert thing a kind of a what do you call it a, a tribute to uh, Rosie yes. O'Donnell centuries ago yes and I was singing something and blah blah and she was and Audra was singing it and at that time she had this thing where she sort of she so it happened a few times she hyperventilated she was doing a big long note or she was doing a big long breath she sort of um, hyperventilated and, and would faint she fainted a few times so anyway she was at this oh, concert dear. Rosie O'Donnell's in the front row and Audra McDonald faints while singing and falls face first and lands at the feet of of uh, Rosie O'Donnell. I mean, imagine you're there for a tribute and the, and some big star falls and nearly kills him. So he had to go in the oh hospital and everything. Goodness. Show stopped. Oh. Audra went. She was fine, but you know she had to go to the hospital. And she's over this whole thing now. It was some I can't remember what it was, but it was some sort of condition that they got fixed. Anyway, afterwards, I was upstairs and missed all this, of course. And I came down, I was chatting to Rosie O'Donnell. I said, gosh, Rosie, that must have been awful that you were just sitting there enjoying the song. And the next thing she's like, you know, got a cut lip and she's her face is in, at your feet. And she goes, and yeah, and what was worse is I looked back on stage and her shoes were still on the stage. <laughs> she fell, she's fainted. Oh, she fell and, left her shoes. And left her shoes on the stage. And then, oh. uh, and then like the next year or something, she and I were, were presenting at the Tonys together, Audra and I. And, uh, you know, just as we're about to go in, they go, here, ladies and gentlemen, Tony winners, Alan Cumming and Audra McDonald. And right as she said that, she went, gosh, these shoes are really difficult to walk in. I hope I said, don't you fall out of those shoes. You've got a history of falling out of shoes, lady. Don't you fall on the stage. <laughs> You've watched them in unforgettable adventures, love affairs, and tragedies. Now it's time to hear their own remarkable stories. From the makers of Death of a Rockstar and Death of a Sports Star, this is Death of a Film Star. Starring Heath Ledger, Marilyn Monroe, Chadwick Boseman, Robin Williams, Carrie Fisher... And Bruce Lee. Search for Death of a Film Star in your podcast app. You've seen them tell stories. Now it's time to tell theirs. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Oh, 
on the runway in front of the red carpet, shoe tails, uh, you know, that are infamous. I mean, for oh. example, um, we, we were in, a, we had a party, um, icons party, yes, and um, and and there was a shoe moment, um, which you know it was it was kind of dreadful because what happened was. There was one famous star and um, another famous star said something to her that she didn't like. And the next minute she pulled off her shoes and threw it at her. And oh and then and and some of course our security people rushed in and returned the shoe to the woman in the hope that that would be the end of it. But no, no, she she threw, threw it, it again. again. <laughs> exactly. And then so and then a full scale uh, attack happened, and all that was left on the red carpet was the hair extensions. Oh, and um, as as the person ran away. Uh, but anyway, uh, later off we, we did seize the moment, of course, because it. Was Harper's Bazaar, of course, and so well, when the next day she sent me a small rainforest to apologise for ruining mm. the party, although it didn't it didn't stop it at all. It was just you know, Give it uh, just do not encourage violence no, under not any all. circumstances. I think it's always hilarious when you hear about like girls at things like that uh, getting into a fight because you think it's the it's the the time when you're least. Uh, proficient at actually doing that because you're on wobbly it's heels. You're all so you could probably would you know if you took tried to go even faster than a slight jog, you'd fall flat on your face. And you're you know you're everything's so sort of delicate and volatile in your system. Well, it was actually in this particular case, it was Cardi B. I knew it was Cardi and, B. I'm so glad so, you said it. I thought, of course. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing is, is, is she's. Uh, I said to her, "Oh well, if you're going to, you know, like run away and just leave one shoe, then we better do a fashion session." And we did this huge fashion session with her, where she was like Cinderella, and she did all fairy tales <laughs> because she, because she left her shoe on the red carpet. And um, and then the last picture that we did was was her because you know. Uh, she barely speaks without swearing and cursing. And so yes. I thought, great. So we did this fabulous photograph of her with flames coming out of her mouth. Which, <laughs> um, I still laugh to this day. <laughs> so good. And did so when did she get removed from the party? And that's why she left her shoe. Did she go- yes, yes, yes. She got um, physically removed. Yes. How hilarious. So, and- <laughs> I just don't, you don't expect that at a Harper's Bazaar party. No, you do not. And <laughs> as I as I said, you know, we, we, we really must be um, we, we just must um, encourage people to realise that these under no circumstances can there be violence. No, absolutely <laughs> not. No, not no. at all. Glenda, uh, I just wanted to say thank you so much because, uh, well, A, for coming on Alan Cummings Shell today, but also just, you know, asking me to go and do that amazing thing in Paris all those years ago it was such a, an incredible experience and opportunity for me and I loved it so much and it's kind of really gave me a different viewpoint and a great interest in fashion that I wouldn't have had otherwise and that's and also it was the start of our you know decades-long friendship so I thank you so much for all oh, of that of course I particularly I loved um when I gave you that commission where you had to turn into a woman wow. and, and yes. I remember you not being happy about shaving your legs I had to shave my legs. I had to shave my, I had to like get my eyebrows all plucked. It's interesting, actually, you know, I was, I've talked a lot about that. And then, I, and then later I, I actually played a, a woman, well, I played a transvestite uh, in a mini series. And it was, I remembered all the things that I had experienced during that article for you, because it's so, you feel so vulnerable. That's the thing that's like when you're tottering along, you're on your high heels, your skirt is tight. You can't open your legs. You can't run. 
You know, you can't. <laughs> and everything is constricted. Well, like we have to bra- put up with Yes, it's like bondage. It's like you're in bondage <laughs> for men. Well, um, it's good that you had that opportunity to try it out. And, Seriously, um, I think it's uh, it, all it men should do it. It feel good reading about it. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I just, I remember... What we go through. I remember the funniest thing about that was that I was doing it when I was the woman. You know, I did the same things as as, as me, as a man, and then I did yes. this a few weeks later as a woman, a sort of a, and a sort of a Marie Claire woman. It was a very certain aesthetic that that, that, that you had me in as well. And so I was walking down um, Fifth Avenue and the photographer was, you know, on a long lens at a distance. And I've, I was thought I was I thought I've nailed this. I've got it. I'm in my heels. I'm walking. I'm fine. I'm, went, they went crazy high heels. But there was, you know, I was looking like a sort of a very elegant kind of businesswoman. I had bags yes. from shopping and, you know, those, so I was walking my handbag, blah, blah, blah. Walking down Fifth Avenue just on my own. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, these people just came up to me and went, Alan, Alan, can we please have an autograph? Thanks so much. Can we have an autograph? And I was like, oh, don't no. you find don't you find anything? <laughs> a, like, a, you uh, have recognised me and I'm in full drag, which I thought I was pulling yeah. off pretty well. And B, you don't think that's weird at all, that I would just be out for a, an afternoon stroll completely uh, dressed as a woman. And they were just like, no, hello, can we have a picture? <laughs> so good. <laughs> <laughs> what was this you did to somebody you did something really made them do something really scary for the cover of Harper's Bazaar one time well a lot of people have said that they put their life in our hands when they agreed to do the cover so whether it be we knew that for example Julia Roberts she hated heights so of course we sent her rock climbing <laughs> and um, <laughs> and then of course I knew that Rihanna could swim extremely well. She comes from an island. So I asked her if she would swim with sharks. And um, if you see online, you can look it up online. There's a video of her literally swimming away and three enormous 11-foot sharks starting to circle her. And then the cameraman's assistant went and slightly grazed um, one of the sharks with his arm uh, just as they were passing. And that was it. We literally had to pull her out with seconds to spare. Oh, my so, God. When that's, um, you can yes, see, that, yeah, you can see the video of that happening. Tale, thank goodness. Yes, wow. you see it online. Yes. And not only um, lived to tell the tale, she prospered. So you know, you yes, was, was, she did with style. Not only yes. did she did she survive, but she thrived with style. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Glenda, it's so good to talk to you, and thank you so much for doing this. And, oh, uh, of course, it's such a pleasure. And uh, and I'll and I'll see you hopefully air too long in real life, and send my love to Steve as well. I will do, and please give a big kiss to Grant. Thank you so much. So now it's time to put my August 2001 edition of Marie Claire back in its place. I hope you've had as much fun as Glenda and I have had today reminiscing about our adventures together. I'll see you next time on Alan Coming Shelves. Alan Coming Shelves is hosted by me, Alan Cumming, duh, and produced by the lovely Jack Claremont. We are part of the ACAS Creator Network and the Crowd Network too. We just love networks. 
Another Crowd Network podcast to check out is We Didn't Start the Fire. It's a history podcast inspired by the lyrics of Billy Joel. It's the story of the post-war world and helps explain why the world today is the way it is. There are episodes about Marilyn Monroe, Marlon Brando, South Pacific, The King and I, James Dean, Elvis, Disneyland, Brigitte Bardot and a lot more. Just search for We Didn't Start the Fire in your podcast app. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.